When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, your podcast, your smart speakers, One ESPN app. app, ESPN 2, we're everywhere. So, good morning, first of all, gentlemen. Good morning, good morning. Key. Good morning. Good morning. What up, yes. What's cracking? Crack I miss you on TV, man. I didn't get a chance to see the game. What do you mean? The game you called on Saturday? Oh, on Saturday. On Saturday. Yeah. yeah the, I missed it. Yeah, Michigan State. They lost. I felt bad for my man Tom Izzo. But uh, Brad Underwood and Illinois got a big win on the road. How was the how snow? Did it, how did it feel? It to, stunk. Uh, it was horrible. It wasn't as warm as it was in California. I know. How did it feel, though, to get back in it? Get back into calling college basketball and being the guy that, you know, like, oh, Jay, oh, Jay, Jay Will, oh, <laughs> can you sign this for me? I remember when That's you were at That's why he does Duke. it, Key. You know, That's Jay, how did, how did that feel? <laughs> it, it felt good to be back in it. Um, it was, uh, you know, it's so crazy, man. Just the energy in a college basketball arena is just so different. You know what I mean? Like, the yeah. kids are just off the charts from the beginning until the end. So, I rock with it. It was fun. It was did cool. you feel like a grandfather, though? I did, though. Yeah. <laughs> I had some key moments where I'm like, I'm old. <laughs> I'll tell you about that later. So, right <laughs> off the top, guess who's making news? Who? Call on uh, this, Justin. We call him the content creator of of the year last year. See if it if it goes into this year. The gift that just keeps on giving. He's a content mill, Aaron Rodgers. Today, a big day for the Packers because the tag window's open. They can tag Devonte Adams. Teams have until March 8th to tag free agents. Last night, Rodgers posted Monday Night Gratitude on his IG. Hmm. Hey, you want to hear what he said? Want to hear what he had yeah, to say? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, here's some. Here's some Monday Night Gratitude for some of the incredibly special people in my life with some pictures from the last beautiful year. Uh Shailene Woodley, thanks for letting me chase after you the first couple months after we met and finally letting me catch up to you and be a part of your life. Thanks for always having my back, for the incredible kindness you showed me and everyone you meet, for showing me what unconditional love looks like. I love you and I'm grateful for you. The men I got to share the quarterback room with every day, Matt, Nathaniel, Luke, Jordan Love, um, Kurt Benkert, at Kurt Benkert. You guys made every day so much fun, and I'm so thankful for the daily laughs and stress relief you brought me every week of the year. I love you guys. To the Friday crew, he mentions people, including Bakhtiari. I love every moment we got to spend together this year. Your love and support was overwhelming. I cherish the friendships I have with each of you. This is Aaron Rodgers posting on his IG. To my teammates past and current, you're the icing on the beautiful cake we call our job, football. The friendships we have will transcend our collective time in this game. I'm so grateful to the role that you've played in making my life so much better, or that much better. I love you guys. Cherish the memories you made. To everyone else, spread the love and gratitude 
you beautiful people, and read a book once in a while, too, while you're at it. Love and peace. Okay, so hmm. that's quite a thing to post. He, does that sound like hello or goodbye to you? You read anything into that? Yeah, it sounds like a past tense, right? It sounds goodbye. That's, that's what it sounds like to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's hard to even know what this dude is doing, to be honest with you. But it certainly sounds like he's kind of saying goodbye. You know, the, the franchise tag starts today, goes to March 8th. Um, he wants to be fair to his teammates. He wants to be fair to to uh, Devontae Adams. I guess he wants to be fair to Green Bay Packers. But it sounds to me, just reading, like listening to it, it sounds like he's saying goodbye. But, again, it's hard to read into anything that this dude is really talking about because you don't really know where his mind is at. It's just hard to envision him not leaving after he just dropped this little bit of a nugget. I've never – has he ever done this on a Monday or whatever he called it? Monday – what was it, Monday? What did, what did he call it, Monday something? Monday, Monday night gratitude. Yeah. Monday night gratitude. Has he ever done this throughout the season? Because I, I don't ever recall yeah. – yeah, I don't ever recall hearing I mean, Key, if he'd have done it, this. we'd have read it, you know? And so, Jay, it's kind of like – I. it sounds like he's leaving – it, it does sound like he's leaving. It really does. But in the end, maybe Aaron Rodgers just wants us to talk about him. I don't know. It Jay, sounds like he's leaving, though. Well, th- this beautiful mystery only gets more beautiful, doesn't it? Um, the, the, the first line key that he says, though, in his post is, gratitude is the wine for the soul. Go on, get drunk. You can only imagine Aaron Rodgers Monday night just having a, a good bottle of Cab Shiraz, just drinking it. Like, you know what? I just want to have appreciation. I – Frankly, I don't. I, I think it's exactly what it is. It's just appreciation. Like I'm not going to read deeper into this. Maybe Aaron wants people to read deeper into it because that's what he he does. But maybe for him it was just appreciation too. And I do find it interesting that today is the first day that Pat McAfee has his show back, coming off a little bit of a break. Aaron's going to be on. Um, there's a level of intrigue about it. Uh, a good bottle of wine and this. Like I kind of feel like I'm a little bit Aaron Rodgered out. About always kind of digging deep into it all the time. Maybe it just is what it is. Good bottle of wine. He said, read a book. Yeah, read a book, read Nothing a book. Nothing by Ann Rand, everybody. Just yeah. put, put down Atlas Shrugged, uh, Rogers. Listen, Jay says he's Aaron Rodgers out. For the rest of you that may be Aaron Rodgers out, Rob Domofsky says there may be an end coming soon. Listen to this ESPN NFL analyst on NFL Live. When the decision comes, well, they expect it to be before free agency. But if Rodgers indeed informs them that he's going to play here again next season and perhaps beyond, then it's putting the puzzle together of how they retain as many of the players that they have for a championship run as possible. If Rodgers tells them no, he doesn't want to play, whether it's here or he just wants to retire, then they probably get into a situation field where they shed as many of these veterans as possible and start building for the future. Now, the one guy, though, that seems to be part of their plans regardless is receiver Devontae Adams, and that's via the franchise tag at minimum. So, Key, given everything that's been discussed, given your read, your read, of Aaron Rodgers' Monday Night Gratitude post, hashtag Monday Night Gratitude. You for, were adamant throughout the season on this show. If they make the Super Bowl, 
Rodgers ain't going anywhere. Not win it, just make it. He ain't going anywhere. Then they didn't win a playoff game, but you still felt, nah, I'm looking at the situation. I think Rodgers is staying. Does this make you think differently? A hundred percent. I mean, you, you got to think differently from throughout the course of the season as things got better with the organization to the end of the year to now all of a sudden he's dropping this and saying basically goodbye to everybody. Like, why would I say it was nice working with you? Oh, it was good. It was that. And then I'm hanging around. Like, what's the point? And yeah. then I'm hanging around. Like, what's the point in doing that? So that now you could have us chasing you around, and then when you go back, we gonna clown you for looking for attention. Does he really want that? Because people are going to get mad at him if he goes back to Green Bay after doing all of this. They gonna get mad at him, be like, "Yo, dude, why you you just looking for attention?" It does. I mean, like, listen. Does he really? I mean, does he really starve for attention that much mm. that he's kind of saying these things and just leaving them out there? It's a big thing to say that that Monday night gratitude changes your mind, your mind, Key, because you've been pretty, pretty steady saying he's going to stay. And now thinking after reading this, he's on his way out. Keyshawn J. Will and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. By the way, Key's going to rank his top seven NFL free agents. Find out if Devontae Adams, who you just heard about, is number one at 7.15 a.m. Eastern. But coming up, there's another quarterback who wears number 12 who – Maybe retiring? That's next. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. People say, what do you want to do after football? And I'm like, what do you mean after football? There's nothing after football. This is what, you know, I was born to do, and this is what I enjoy doing more than anything else. Breaking news, Tom Brady is retiring after 22 spectacular seasons in the NFL. It's on the Mount Rushmore of all-time great athletes someone who was a six-round draft pick, to winning seven Super Bowl rings, the greatest and most accomplished quarterback to play the game of football. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio Sirius XM Channel 80. So, former NFL lineman Rich Ornberger tweeted that there might be a beef between Bruce Arians and Tom Brady. Hornberger tweets, Arians had a habit of showing up after rehabbing a partially torn Achilles tendon in the morning and taking the, quote, red pen to the game plan that had been developed by offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich and Tom Brady, and that the two men felt, quote, undermined. There was tension. In comments made to Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, Arians called the report, such bull. 
Arians added that it, quote, pisses me off, noting that Leftwich could, quote, corroborate this too. Arians quibbled with some of Ornberger's details, and Arians denied that the coach interferes with the game planning. First of all, I don't rehab my Achilles in the morning, Arians told Stroud. I will go over the game plans and add things, but I don't delete anything. I don't have to because they do such a good job. So now it's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Jay, you said that you thought maybe Brady was leaking retirement news because we were trying to figure out what's this going, what's this about originally. Mm-hmm. So maybe to get leverage with the Bucks, is this what you're talking about? I, I, look, I, I don't know if there have been issues between between Tom and BA. Um, from some people I've heard, it's just things maybe have been a little bit off. And I wasn't sure that Tom wanted to be there for the end of his career. But there is a part of me that why go through all the trouble of writing out page after page after page of, on your IG about what retirement is to you just to, to force your way out? I, um, I think there are other ways that Tom Brady would have went about getting out of a situation more so than saying, hey – I'm going to utilize this, even though this is an underlying issue, and then retire, and then all of a sudden say, hey, I want to get out. I, I, I don't know if that's how Tom looks at the brand of TB12. Yeah. You know what I mean, Key? Yeah, I, he's retired. If that's, if that's the question, if he's coming back, and you know, he's retired. He's not playing football anymore. Um, but it's Tom Brady, and until the season starts, this conversation is going to continue to ha- grow legs, uh, as soon as a quarterback goes down, first thing people are gonna say is, "Oh, they should go get Tom." Tom's retired, man. We we seen our last of Tom Brady in the National Football League. Uh, until Jeff Darlington tells me different, I'm going with that. In terms of reports that are out there, people, whatever, I don't I don't know, you know, what those reports are. All I can say is, if there were reports going on in Tampa Bay, Rick Stroud would have it. <clears throat> Rick Stroud would know. A hundred percent, regardless of what Bruce Arians may have told him. Uh, Rick Stroud is dialed into the, he might as well run the organization. And so, you know, until I hear somebody like that say that there's an issue in that building, I, I don't see where there's an issue at. And I see Tom Brady doing whatever he wants to do with TB12 and moving forward. Key, it does pose this though. Uh, and you said Rick Stroud would be the guy that would be you know chimed in. He would be. You understand? Oh, what's absolutely. Going. Yeah, he'll be. But it does feel like Bruce Arians doesn't really know what's going on, right? It, it was only several months ago where he said he would be shocked if Tom Brady doesn't come back. You know, now he'd be shocked if Tom Brady does come back. It, it, it kind of feels like Tom has, and I'm sure they've had some type of communication. We can find that out later. But it doesn't seem like Bruce Arians truly knows exactly what Tom Brady is thinking or what's going on, though. Well, that might be, and that and that may be true, but remember, Jay, he is a coach, right? Fair, fair. And yeah. coaches, you know them, they'll say whatever comes to their mind at the time on whether or not he'd be shocked if Tom is retiring, he'd be shocked if he's coming back. Yeah. I mean, he probably in that instance was hoping for the best, even though in the back of his mind he already knew the end was near. And yet what, what Jay just said, Jay, here is Arians from January 22nd. It's a good point. The way he was at practice Friday, I'd be shocked if he didn't play next year. Arians told Rick Shroud. <laughs> Stroud, sorry, of the Tampa Bay Times. 
You know that they have Friday quarterback challenge. He came flying out of the locker room, sprinting two or three fields away. He couldn't wait to get into the challenge. He was like a little kid. I wouldn't. I would be shocked. He, so Arians on January twenty second tells Rick Stroud, who you just mentioned, Key, he would be shocked, shocked if Brady didn't come back. If he did retire, in other words. Okay, Arians two days ago, January twenty second to now. What is it? It's less than a month. Two days ago. That would shock me, Arians told the Tampa Bay Times on the idea of Brady returning to the NFL. And he let us know in time to do the free agency like we've done in the past. That's why I don't see it happening. So, well, you'd think from what Arians said, maybe Arians clearly does not know Tom Brady's intentions, right? Like that much is clear. But you think from what he said that the way Brady did it helps Tampa Bay. But listen well, that's straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. Here is Mike Tannenbaum yesterday on this just in on the leverage that Brady holds over the Tampa Bay Bucks. Key J, listen to this. This is where he could really muddy the waters there, which is they have to activate him to the active roster. And then if, they're, if he says, I want to play for another team, then they're going to try to trade him, I would think, to an AFC team. Because if I'm Tampa Bay, I am not going to let him play in the NFC so that's where it gets really, really interesting because Tampa Bay right now is playing that he won't be there. They're going to carry him on the roster for cap purposes till June. And if he changes his mind late, that will really make their salary cap situation extraordinarily difficult. Yeah, and, and, and Mike is right about all that. But I think Mike knows and I know that Brady's not going to ruin his so-called you know, legacy, reputation, whatever you want to call it by playing that game, by hurting the team that he went to and won a championship with. That's not. That's just not who he is. He's not going to leave them, hang them out to the dry, force a trade to go play for another team. I mean, that's a lot. At this age, we're not talking about a 27-year-old quarterback. We're talking about a 45-year-old quarterback. That man got kids and a family that he needs to worry about. He doesn't have time to play the monkey-around games with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He didn't leave the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on bad terms. That's not... Yeah, that's that's just a lot. It's a lot to do to go play for another team. Uh, it, it is, but I wonder if it never comes to that because he has that leverage. If he does want to play somewhere else, the team capitulates and makes nice in public. It, it is a lot, though. From one Michigan man, Tom Brady, to another. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. 
Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. I didn't like the timeout being called. I thought it was not necessary at that moment. Jawan Howard and Greg Gardner going nose to nose. Very uncalled for for him to touch me. That was Jawan Howard who slapped at Krabbenhoff. When you see one of your assistants get smacked upside the head, what runs through your mind? I'll hold comment and let those people that are making those decisions walk from there. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. Yates' mama said, knock you out. Come on, yeah. He, he almost like, I just watched the video again. Juwan Howard kind of if, grabbed at his head, it almost looked like. It's, I couldn't describe it as a punch for sure. As a little low tap. Wasn't a slap either. It was like a grab. I mean, I said that yesterday. That, everybody acting like he hauled off and connected real square on him. He no. tried to grab his hair. He's, yeah, he, sw- <laughs> he grabbed his grab face his or something, man. Give me some baby powder. Yeah. But it was a it was it qualified as a swing the way he did it and you can't swing. Keyshawn no, no, no. J. Will and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. So the Big Ten lays out suspensions after Sunday's Michigan Wisconsin incident. Here it is, guys. Ready? Jawan Howard suspended for five games. That's the remainder of the regular season. Fined forty thousand dollars for hitting Wisconsin coach Joe Krabenhoft in the face after Sunday's game. That's what I thought yesterday. Suspend him the rest of the regular season. Mm-hmm. Greg Gard, Wisconsin coach, fined ten thousand. Not a single game suspension. He was the one who initiated by grabbing Juwan Howard's arm. He later said, oh, he put his finger in my chest. No, the chronology is he grabbed Juwan Howard's arm. Juwan Howard didn't want him grabbing his arm. Then, he, then Juwan Howard grabbed his shirt or sweater. Michigan players Terrence Williams and Musa Diabate and Wisconsin guard uh, Jacoby Neath each suspended one game. So players got suspended, coached each a game, Juwan Howard, five games. Greg Gard, no suspension, but a $10,000 fine. Um, Coach Seth Greenberg is with us now. My man. Coach, you there? What's going on, guys? Good morning. What's up, baby? Good morning. Morning. What's what's your reaction to the five-game suspension? I think it's correct. I think they got it right. Uh, You know, you've got to set an example. There's a standard uh, as a coach, as a leader, of how you conduct your business. And, you know, to me, uh, when Greg and Juwan had the initial altercation, all right, uh, you know what? I think if that was it, both of them might have gotten a reprimand. But when Juwan passed through the line and then came back and basically created the melee that followed, uh, in terms of, you know, the players that got involved, that's mirroring basically behavior they saw their coach take a swing at someone else and then all of a sudden the melee began uh it escalated the situation to the point where look you can't raise your hand i mean i mean it absolutely you know an embarrassing act in terms of leadership in terms of setting a standard in terms of the type of behavior that we expect from 
our leaders. It's disappointing. And if everyone says, well, you know, first and foremost, you know, he, you know, Greg Hart shouldn't have called a timeout. No, Greg Hart can call a timeout if he wants. Juwan Howard shouldn't have been pressing. Juwan Howard can press if he wants. Here's a coach your own team. But that cause and effect, all right? So you call a timeout, you're, you're pressing. Uh, Greg Gard puts his hands on Look, every time I've, I've been through handshake lines 33 years of my life. I don't even know how many, all right? You know what? Sometimes you'll get the guy's attention. That's not a first-time event, let me tell you something. But, you know, as an adult, you've got to handle that situation. But when I, and the, the, the big thing you guys are missing is what Juwan Howard's statement yesterday was absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Because finally, there was someone who took responsibility. Greg Gart should come out of the statement and take some responsibility. But I didn't think Greg should have been suspended. I think the fine is fine. And I think what they did in regard to Juwan uh, was the right message to send to the young people that he's leading. Seth, let me ask you this, though, because I, I feel as if the, the fine of $10,000, it's kind of like a drop in the bucket. And, I, and that's a lot of money. But also, I understand what Greg Gard is is making currently. Isn't there some case that there should be some culpability on Greg here to a degree for grabbing? And Seth, you and I talk about this all the time. Like That was going to be a blow-by. Jawan Howard was not going to, he was yep. going to shake his hand and keep moving. And you could tell by his complete body language that he did not want to talk to Greg Gard. But for Greg Gard to grab him and feel entitled to grab him and say, no, you're going to talk to me now – Shouldn't there be some kind of culpability on that other than just a $10,000 fine? Shouldn't he just have like a one-game suspension or something like that? I, I don't think so, Jay. Well, because I've had that same type of situation happen with me. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. You're a leader of the Michigan program. First of all, you know, blow-by is one thing. He didn't need, That wasn't a blow-by. Juwan didn't want to talk to him. And, like, here's my thing. Where Greg made a mistake is you don't have to explain yourself on why you called the timeout. Mm-hmm. All right? Mm-hmm. It, it, it the one reason I would have given Greg a, a, a um, one-game suspension was his words at, at, at the post-game press conference. You know, you know, basically being the media, well, maybe Juwan didn't know the rules. That's BS. That's BS. That, like, like, to me, the way both coaches handled the post-game press conference, I'm disappointed in, like, the SIDs or whoever their advisors are. Before you go into a press conference, when there's an altercation, right, you sit down and you think through exactly what I'm going to say. And both of them wanted to be right. You know, both wanted to defend their point of what happened and why it happened. Um, so, no, I, 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 here's my thing, Jay, and it's real simple. I don't think that Greg Gard, I mean, uh, Juwan Howard got suspended for anything that happened at the start of the handshake line. Like, I think that was the fine aspect of it. If, if, if Greg grabbed him, if Juwan grabbed his shirt and pointed at him, uh, and, you know, the silliness of saying, you know, I'm going to remember this. Yeah, you, you know what? You know, Jay, I mean, every, every coach creates causes. You play for a coach that created a cause every single day for yeah. every single game. But but I think both of them would have gotten a reprimand and a fine. Yeah. But the egregious act of reaching over the top and open hand or not open hand makes no difference because that started really to escalate the melee that all of a sudden now you have three players and two of his players that basically mirrored his behavior, saying, all right, if coach can swing. And then even in a postgame, when Hunter Dickinson said, you know, hey, if you mess around the family, you know, we're going to protect you know, the members of the family. Even that message saying, all right, it's okay. Because let's say, Jay, you were you, you a great player, walking on and off the court, even today because of the manner in which your, your career ended. You hear people say something all the time. Yeah. Right? Yep. And, you know, if, if, you were, if you reacted every single time someone said something to you, all right, Think about 
where you would be. Yeah, I agree. Does that with make everything. any sense? I, it does. Go ahead. No, I was going to say I agree with everything you're saying, Seth. There's no question. Jawan shouldn't have uh, retaliated at the level that he did because it escalated everything. He he got the five game suspension. The other coach, it's whatever he could coach his team the way that he wants to. Seth, what should they do with the the handshake uh, line or whatever you call it in basketball in general? I mean, like, just I don't see why you got to. I, don't, I personally don't see why I need to shake your hand at the end of a game. I could just simply wave across the court to you and say I'm out. Yeah, you know, I, I've given this a lot of thought. You know, because when you know, I first saw it, uh, my first reaction is, why, you know, why are we doing this? And I know in football, like you guys usually, like you, at the end of the game, you'd probably go to the guy that covered you. Is that how it works? Or, yeah, or what you, you might. I might see a teammate, an ex-teammate, a high school buddy right. or something, and maybe. I would probably say, right. out of all the games that I played in, I would say 50% of the time, I went straight to the locker room. I ain't got nothing to talk to you about. I see you by the buses. Yeah. I, I think I, yeah, Here's the thing. I mean, if we can't have enough decorum at the end of a game to cross over and you know, shake your opponent's hand and say whatever you want to say, because here, here's the key. What, 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 what is sport about? Well, sport is about teaching you life's lessons. We, we talk about it all the time. The things that you learn in sport, obviously, carry with it, whether it's hard work, whether it's how to be a good teammate, whether it's dealing with adversity, uh, whether it's, you know, bouncing back and, and getting to the next play. Well, you know what? You're telling me at the end of a competition, and we see it in the Stanley Cup, we see it in other things, that you can't have enough decorum to be able to shake someone's hands and say, you know, hey, if you win, good luck. If not, you know, hey, uh, we'll see you down the line. Like you said, you might see someone that, you know, a, a former teammate or so, someone that, you know, I, I, like to me, sportsmanship. Oh, so we're going to just, we can't be man enough to, to, to shake someone's hand uh, and show some semblance of sportsmanship because in the rest of your life, all right, you're going to have this appointment. Like, say, say you're going for a job, you don't get the job. What are you, what are you going to do? You're going to go knock on that guy's door and, and scream, yell, rant, rave, or are you going to, you know, like, you got to get to the next play. So I, I like, to me, I don't think it's too much to ask. I think it's a uh, it's a tradition that, that that of respect. You know, respect the game, respect competition, respect your opponent, uh, and be, uh, and man up uh, and and have the ability to you know honor your opponent. I, I don't I, think that's too much to ask. Talking, I really don't. Talking to Seth Greenberg here on Keyshawn J. Will and Max, Seth, co-host of Bald Men on Campus podcast, which is highly recommended. Um, so, you can't be a guest. So, no. <laughs> no. I look can, at this though. gorgeous hair. <laughs> no, Jay so, Jay Wells coming on shortly. Yeah, Jay, Jay is by choice-ish. At this point, Jay might qualify. I don't know. There must be. But but uh, Tom Izzo, Michigan State head coach, of course, at the list. Like, I like the handshake. I don't know. It's collegiate sports. It's, you know, shake hands blah, at the end. Blah, blah, blah. Exactly, Jay. But, blah, whatever. blah, blah. It's collegiate. <laughs> I want to watch everyone shake hands, damn it. All right, look. Tom Izzo maybe doesn't agree. Well, here's, here he is on getting rid of the handshake line. If some team doesn't want to shake hands, you're going to see 15 of my guys walk down and shake air. We're going to shake air, and I'm going to shake air, and then we're going to leave. Jesus. Yeah, he likes the tradition, but also thinks it's – I think there's some value in it, guys. No? Yeah. No one? Yeah. I <laughs> You said that I, I seen you. I seen you doing the game, Seth. I seen you in the course of the game. I seen you doing the timeouts. Like I seen you at, in in shooting around. Like what the hell do I need to shake your hand for at the end of a game? 
We don't need to talk to you anymore. The so game's over. That's a good over. example for the children. Keith. Oh, God. Good example for the children. Stop. You know, I just, but, but, see you it, in the tunnel. You know, here's the deal. I mean, and we talk about it. And Jay, well, you know, you and I, we always talk about the actual handshake. Yeah. Because, you know, and, and, and to me, there are different ways to do it. Yeah, you know, there can be a blow-by. There can be the wet fish. You know, Coach K would give you the shoulder pat, especially if he beat you. <laughs> uh, you know, Roy, Roy Williams would give you the claw, where, you know, he if he beat you, the claw comes out, and he's going to hold your hand until he says everything he wants to say. And the claws, they're like, he's going to get you right on the neck. I mean, Seth, the you know psychological what I mean? you warfare got, you got the, in handshake lines is everything once you broke this down for me. It's everything. Yeah. Hey, hey could you watch it? Because, like, my daughter's a hey, post game, when you, have, when you have kids that grow up in coaching, all right, I would come home from practice, a late practice, and my kids would go, bad. You know, so and so played so and so. Those two don't like each other. It was pure blow by. I mean, I mean that's just the way it is. But slow motion cameras res- position to start thing. analyzing the the post game handshake line. Really good, I'm trying to tell you. Oh, yeah. there's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. It's the first thing you look to, you look to when the game's over. You can tell exactly the relationship those two coaches have. But you also have to set an example, and you set an example that you've got to teach your players uh, how to how to deal with success and also failure. And, and, and it's a really simple lesson. You do it with dignity. Well, you do it with you respect. See, as you see on ESPN, too, Seth Greenberg had a lot of success, 383 wins as a Division One coach. Thanks, Coach, for jumping on. Appreciate you, SG. Shaking no damn. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to wake up this morning. <laughs> <laughs> We've been up. I've been up for three hours. You're good. Let's go. Let's get Keyshawn, it. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is brought to you by Nature Valley. Nature Valley Sweet and Salty Bars helps you make the most of your outdoor time from the backyard to the slopes and anywhere in between. Enjoy a sweet and salty bar wherever you are. For every adventure, there's Nature Valley. All right, guys, let's get back to the NFL and the Active quarterback with the most Super Bowl rings. Why not go into next season with both Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance? If Bill Belichick didn't say Jimmy G was a winner, he wouldn't have drafted the guy. And he said, I can just go back to there. These guys have been very upfront about the whole thing. I was talking to John yesterday just about uh, you know finding the right destination and uh, whatever you know the future holds, just doing it the right way. And you know when I think back on it, with all the criticism that Jimmy G has been getting, I, I find myself kind of getting pissed off about it, man. So we've been doing this with all the quarterbacks who could be on the move this offseason, and now we get to one of my favorites, Jimmy G. Slept on, Jimmy G. See how many teams Jimmy G would make better. And Evan, I'm a little nervous because like, I-, I sing his praises, but like, let me see if I actually think he makes these teams better. Where are, where are we starting? Yeah, let's start with the Steelers because yesterday Kevin Colbert, their general manager, said if we started the season today, Mason, that's Mason Rudolph, would be our starter. He's 5-4-1 as a starter. We're excited to see what's next for Mason. That's Steelers GM Kevin Colbert. So does Jimmy G make the Steelers better, worse, or the same, Key? First of all, Kevin Colbert's lying, okay? So they already know what the hell that is at the quarterback spot with Mason Rudolph. But Jimmy G makes the Pittsburgh Steelers better, way better. It's not even close. He would have made them better last year with Big Ben uh, being the quarterback if he would have replaced Big Ben for some point and reason at the time. He would have been way – man, it's not even a question. I, I know a lot of ex- experts kind of come down on Jimmy G for – some of his decision-making in clutch moments. Uh, obviously, that Super Bowl pass that uh, never 
clicked, you wonder always what could be. But Jimmy G is still good, serviceable quarterback. And considering where Big Ben was last year and considering what we know Mason Rudolph to be, of course Jimmy G would be an upgrade. Jimmy G would be an enormous upgrade. The Steelers would be among the favorites to win the Super Bowl if they had Jimmy G. Let me remind everyone, San Francisco can't buy a win when he's not healthy. But in the last three seasons, he's been healthy twice, like for the most part of two seasons. And both times they were in the NFC Championship game. And one time they came a throw away from the Super Bowl. Hell yeah, way better. Commanders, better or worse or the same with Jimmy G, Key? I think they're better. I think they're a better football team if they had Jimmy Garoppolo as their quarterback. Nothing against uh, Heineke at all. It's just Jimmy G's a better quarterback. Yeah, I'm with you, Q, on that one, too. And, look, their defense took some steps back this year. But I think if they revamp that next year, you have Jimmy G, that's a complete package on both sides of the ball. Agreed. Although, Heineke, I'm interested to see how good he can get. He's athletic. He's shown some stuff. I'm, he's still developing. So you but, like the upside of Heineke. Yeah, I like the upside of Heineke, and I'm just curious about it more than anything. We know what Jimmy G is, but right now it's better than Heineke. That's yeah, one he of Jay's favorite quarterbacks in the NFL, Heineke. Heineke! <laughs> Playing better or worse the same with Jimmy G. Jimmy G make the Giants better, worse, or the same, Key? I think they would be the same. It's not even about the quarterback. It's about the rest of the makeup of the team. Um, I got to see what... what Brian Dable can do at the head coaching spot. We saw what he was able to do as an offensive coordinator, um, but I think they would be the same because just the the way things are in New York. Yeah, I, I think they would be. I don't know. I might favor Daniel Jones on this one, guys. I, I just think, look, there, there is a part of me, and I admit as a fan, as a Giants fan, seeing what Brian Dable was able to do up in Buffalo with Josh Allen and the way they were able to play, I just I I want to give that glimpse of hope for a guy like Daniel Jones to find his rhythm underneath Brian Dable, and I think the upside for him is still potentially there. Well, I agree that the upside is still potentially there, but you know Daniel Jones has a better upside, I guess. Jimmy G would make the team better. I'm not saying I I hear your point, Key. Like Giants are what they are. Jimmy G, veteran leadership, uh, um, as many interceptions as he throws, fewer than Daniel Jones, right? I, I think the Giants would get better. How about the Dolphins? Jimmy G, better or worse the same than Tua Tungavailoa, Key? I think because, again, when you look at the, the entire team, I think it's the same. I think it's the same. Uh, Tua's had some bright moments. You know, Tua and the Dolphins went on a winning streak. So I think it would be the same. I don't think because of the makeup of the team, they're going to be better. Yeah, I, I'll go – I'm going to stick with Tua here in this one. I just think his QBR down the stretch was off the charts. I mean, he played his tail off on that win streak, and I think he's finally starting to come around. Uh, granted, things have changed down in Miami with Mike McDaniel, but I think that's a relationship that they can actually focus on, and I, I, I like Tua in Miami. I'm going to say the same. I like Tua. I'm, I'm way higher on Tua than a lot of people, and he's shown the ability to throw the ball accurately increasingly as his career's gone on. So some of this is predictive, but I'm going to say about the same, and I think two is a little underrated right now. How about the Bucks? Are they better, worse, or the same with Jimmy G than the quarterbacks they current have? Kyle Trask, Blaine Gabbert. I think they would be better than the current quarterbacks that they have. There's no question about it. Um, they would be better, but the same as when they had Tom Brady this year. They're a playoff team that could probably win that division with Jimmy G at the quarterback spot. 
Evan, was that that was that a real question? Is Jimmy G better than Kyle Trask well, and Blaine Gabbert? Well, I mean, I mean, Bruce Arians seemed to think they're going into the season with Blaine Gabbert, who he's had now for multiple years. So, yeah, yeah it's a real question. I don't, I don't, I don't know why Bruce would think that, that a real that, answer. Yeah, yeah, that's a real answer. Yeah, <laughs> that's a real answer to Bruce Arians' uh, weird gosh. question. Jimmy G made them so much better than what they got behind Tom Brady. The funny thing to me is I made the Cliff prediction about Brady six years ago, thinking, okay, give the ball to Jimmy G. That's what Belichick wants to do. Six years later, if he were the quarterback, that's a big downgrade over what they just had, which is Tom Brady, but better than what they got now. And then Brady replaces Jimmy G in San Francisco. It all makes sense. All adds up, right, Max? Perfect. Perfect. All right, better or worse or the same? Here we go. Jimmy G, is he better or worse or the same for the Raiders than Derek Carr? Key? I would say worse. Um, I don't think he's better than Derek Carr. They, they, if they move on from Derek Carr, I certainly can understand how they would do it because of the relationship that Jimmy G would have with uh, Josh McDaniels, his coach in New England. So he would certainly understand how to run the offense and the system that they would put in play. But just pure quarterbacking for the Raiders, I think they would be – a worst-off team with Jimmy G. Worse, there's a reason why Kyle Shanahan doesn't have Jimmy G throwing the ball 35, 40 times a game. Like he, He's seen it every day in practice. And when I watched Derek Carr and what he had to do this year to push for the Raiders, I mean, he had a phenomenal, phenomenal season. So I would say worse. I'm going to say worse also. I think it's actually close, but I wouldn't build around either quarterback. But if I had either guy, I'm like, I'm good, but especially if I had Carr. If you have Jimmy G, you may still be looking for a little more upside with the talent. If you have Carr, you're not looking. You got, you got your guy. So I'm going to say worse. That's the one I'd say worse for. Um, so speaking uh, of the future, guys, do the Lakers need to start imagining their future without LeBron James? We're going to get into it coming up. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. One hell of a tease. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.